0: Welcome to today's edition of the Bible Class. Our teacher, Dr. Kenneth C. Hill, is teaching from the New Testament book of John. You may send your questions by email through our website at whcbradio.org. That's whcbradio.org. Or you may mail your questions to the Bible Class. Care of WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Bloodville, Tennessee, 37617. And now, Here is Dr. Hill with today's lesson.
1: Welcome to the Bible class. We're continuing with our study in the Gospel of John, chapter 8. And we've made our way to verse 44. Here Christ has been talking about Abraham's true descendants. And that these who have been questioning him are of another descendancy, certainly not of God, and not of Abraham. Verse 43, we begin reading in chapter 8. Why do you not understand my speech, even because you cannot hear my word? Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, And abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar, and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinceth me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words... Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. Now in this presentation, and it is argumentation back and forth between the rulers of the Jews and Christ, here Christ has presented the truth that they are of their father, the devil. They're not of Abraham, they're not of God, but they're of the devil. And here, we see that they're not listening, they're not understanding, and they really don't care. They really don't. They just want to keep their own um, their own authority, their own power. They have no interest in the things of God. They have no interest in the things of the Messiah. They have no interest in the things of, of the Jewish uh, faith system they just want to be in charge. Have you ever met anybody like that? Well, if you've met certain people that are elected to office, you have. If you've met certain people in certain churches, you have. If you've met certain people in uh, various kinds of social settings and social functions, you've met those kind of people. They'll do anything necessary to maintain some sort of an authority, whether it's authority in a in a service club or a function in some some uh, group or civic group or whether it be in the church or whether it be in uh, in politics it doesn't matter they want to be in control yeah that's it they want to be in control well here they were in control or at least they thought they were but they were meeting up with the Messiah and the Messiah has shown them up for what they are petty Little, minute, small-thinking, small-minded, pinhead sinners is what these people are who consider themselves to be the great rulers of the Jews. They are sinners through and through, and liars through and through, and they are of their father, the devil. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not— Which of you convicts me, it says convinceth in the King James, but which of you convicts me of sin? Nobody does. And yet when I tell you the truth, because I am truthful and not sinful, you still ignore me. You refuse to hear what I've got to say. And you don't believe what I'm saying. He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not because you're not of God. Verse 48, Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil? (laughs) Now think about it. Their argument has gone so poorly for them, they have lost so much ground that they now begin to call him names. They've already ascribed him to have a demon and now they're saying you've got a demon you got a devil and you're a samaritan you're a half breed what kind of people are they they can't even stick to their knitting can they they can't stick to the subject at hand because they have nothing to answer him with because he's telling them the truth and they can't handle the truth Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father, and ye do dishonor me. And I seek not mine own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. Verily, verily, truthfully, truthfully, amen and amen. I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Now this really got the leaders of the Jews, the Pharisees, all... Excited. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets, and thou sayest, If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead? Whom makest thou thyself? Now, before we let Christ answer that in verse 54, let me answer it. He was greater than Abraham, he was greater than the prophets, and his offer of eternal life was true and sure. Now to his answer, verse 54, Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you, but I know him, and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it, and was glad. My, what a bombshell that was. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, truthfully, truthfully, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Then they took up stones to cast at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. They took up stones. That wasn't the way that Christ was going to leave uh, this life. They took up stones trying to kill him, but it didn't work. They were not able to do so. He slipped out. But what got them was the fact that he very precisely and very clearly said, I'm God. I am God. He said, before Abraham was, I am. I am is the ever-existent one. It is God himself. And Jesus the Christ said to them, I'm the Messiah, and I am God. Oh, boy. Now, they wanted to kill him all along, but now they really want to kill him. In fact, they even take up stones to do so, and weren't able to do that. You see, Christ showed that his discipleship, in this passage of Scripture, he showed his discipleship depends on having the right father. And we're talking the spiritual father here. Uh, These Pharisees and leaders of the Jews, they had the wrong father. Now, he refers to your father in verses 38, 41, and 44, and they claim to be sons of Abraham. But Jesus shows this to be false in verses 39 and 40. They are Abraham's physical seed, but he's not their spiritual father. They also claim to be the sons of God, which Jesus shows to be false as well. When you love the parent, you will not hate the son. Finally, Jesus says, they are sons of the devil, the father of lies. For they were knowingly doing his work. Now you see, that's where the fatherhood comes in. It's not a a fleshly thing. It's not a human thing. But it is a spiritual thing. And again, these are people that could not understand spiritual things. They did not understand the spiritual. They only understood the fleshly. They only understood the carnal. They only understood the here and now, the temporal. They did not understand the eternal. They did not understand the spiritual. They did not understand the theological, even though they were supposedly the great theologians of the day. And yet they didn't understand it. When we look through the portion of Scripture that we've just concluded, we see that the question continued to be, Who are you? Who is Jesus? Well, he was the Messiah, the Son of the living God. He was very God in the flesh. Had Abraham seen him? Hebrews 11 uh, thirteen talks about that. Um, Genesis twelve, Genesis thirteen, Genesis fifteen, Genesis seventeen, all talk about the Abrahamic covenant, and it it had the universality of the Abrahamic covenant is one of the things that they did not follow with, and they did not understand apparently in the times of these Jews. Uh, and the leaders of the Jews, they didn't understand that they were to lead the Gentiles into salvation. And that's part of the Abrahamic covenant, of course. And this is Christ Jesus being the one who is before the historical Abraham. He is I Am. He is God, the very God. And he is the one that will lead... The uh, children of Israel, if you will, to become the evangelists of God uh, to lead even the Gentiles to Christ. Now, that is yet to come, by the way, but it is indeed through uh, the Jewish nation that salvation has come to the Gentiles, without question. Jewish Jesus, Gentiles believers. And we have to understand that that here as Jesus Christ himself was the light of the world for us and for all who will come to him. Now Jesus spoke often there in the last few verses there in 54 and beyond about honoring his father. Now we know that The Pharisees certainly didn't honor their father God, they didn't honor their father Abraham, not by their works and not by their speech, but they did honor their father the devil because they were seeking to destroy the Messiah. And this is what is so perplexing for someone looking at it from this side of Calvary, looking back at these people and wondering how foolish They were and how uh, possessed they were Uh, but Christ told them straightly there was no question about who he was and there was no question about what he taught and yet they could not receive it because they refused to receive the truth if you won't receive the truth you will never receive further truth you got to start with what you can get to begin with and then you add to it over time let's go to chapter 9 And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin? This man or his parents, that he was born blind? Now let's stop right there. There are those who might say, Well, that was a silly question. In fact, that's a very silly question. How could he sin before he was born? How could he uh, be uh, blind from birth if he was the sinner? How could that be the case? There are others who would say, well, that's pretty silly. Uh, Blindness isn't because of sin, necessarily. Um, Maybe it was just a a freak of uh, accident of nature, freak of nature that he became blind. Or maybe there was something hereditary that caused it. But these disciples really wanted to know, Was sin involved? And who did the sin? But now look at what Jesus has to say. Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents. He doesn't say they're not sinners, but he says they didn't sin to have this blindness. Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Notice this was a God thing. You mean God sometimes allows people or makes people blind so that His work can go forward? Yep. Do you understand that? No. But I do know that all things work together for good to them who know the Lord, who are called according to His purpose. I do know that all things work together for good, for His own. All things work together for good. It doesn't say everything is good. It says all things work together for good. Jesus continued, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, a little mud there, And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. What a wonderful, wonderful miracle it was. This man... Was blind from birth. Now, Christ, no doubt, could have said, Be healed. He's done that. He could have waved his hand over his eyes and he would have healed him. He could have done it any way he chose. He chose to do it this way. Just as some people tell me, well, you know, I'm praying for God's healing. I pray for God's healing as well, and I certainly do. I pray for God's healing for people that have asked me to pray for them. I pray on a regular basis for others. I pray for myself. I pray for my family. And I pray often for healing for people because God is in the healing business. God's the great physician, no question about it. But he may seek to heal in various ways. Here, he healed by making mud and putting the mud on the eyes of the blind man. You would say, well, then, that, that, that'd make him sick. No, no, that healed him. And he said unto him and gave him a command, go and wash in the pool of Siloam, the scent pool, the pool of sending, And he went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. (laughs) What a miracle! And so he washed it off, and he could see. And the neighbors, therefore, and they, which before had seen him that was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, I am he. Is this the one that was begging? Well, it looks like him, but it couldn't be because he's, he can see. And the guy that was begging, he was really blind. Some said, this is he. Others said, he is like him. But he said, I am he. He knew it. He's the one that had been healed. He's the one that had his sight. Jesus had healed him. He answered and said, a man that is called Jesus. He hadn't seen him, apparently but he knew who he was by his name. He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed, and I received sight. Then said they unto him, Where is he? He said, I know not. They brought to the Pharisees him that aforetime was blind. And? It was the Sabbath day. See what's going to happen here? And it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then again the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He said unto them, He put clay upon mine eyes, and I washed and do see. Therefore said some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. What kind of silly is that? He doesn't keep the Sabbath day because he healed this fellow. Others said, How can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. They say unto the blind man again, What sayest thou of him, that he that hath opened thine eyes? And he said, He is a prophet. And they asked him, he told them. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind, and received his sight, until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, Is this your son, who ye say was born blind? How then doth he now see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But by what means he now seeth we know not, or who hath opened his eyes we know not. He is of age, ask him. He shall speak for himself. He's already told him, but he's going to tell him again, and we'll study that next time.
0: Thank you for joining us today for this edition of the Bible Class with Dr. Kenneth C. Hill. You may reach us by email by going to our website, whcbradio.org, and sending us an email on the Contact Us link. That's whcbradio.org. If you prefer to use the Postal Service, our address is the Bible Class, WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Blountville, Tennessee, 37617. That's the Bible Class, care of WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Blountville, Tennessee, 37617. You may also call us at 423-878-6279. Until our next Bible Class program, We are trusting that the Lord will richly bless you as you serve him.